0: Okay We are in the Pirkea vote uh apologies, apologize, Yesharim. And we are ending chapter ten. We're moving through the chapter swiftly. Easier said than done, but um, we can um, hope that through review Sooner or later, we will incorporate it in our lives. Amru We're talking about nakiut. What does nakiut mean? Nakiut means not only should you not sin, but kind of um, we want to make it waterproof, that our spiritual s- uh, our sh- spiritual s- s- ship doesn't have any cracks for for the sa- Satan to drown us. You know? So it says, King David, it says, was was an expert in the mid of (inaudible) nekiut. Wow, this is a very powerful uh, motivational thing. He says, King David, since he had a lot of self-confidence, since he knew that um, not only was he... Zahir and Zerizut, but he went, got to Nekiut. That's why he w- was very, um, confident in his wars that he would prevail through the pr- protection and, um, of Hashem, of course. That's why in Tehilim 18 it says, I'm gonna go to war, chase after my enemies, and I'm gonna, Entangle them, and I'm not going to come back until I uh, destroy them. Right? Mashalor Asa, Akim But other righteous kings didn't say that. We don't find in the Navi, because they weren't as pure and as great as what? You know, King David. So it says. So King David over there in the same tale, 18 says, God, repay me my tremendous righteousness that, it um, says that David was spot clean. He was kind of like spotless. Like another mashal for what uh, Nekiyud is, you know how there's a cleaning and then there's a deep cleaning in your teeth? You can get two types of cleanings. So that's the same thing here. He says, Oh wow! This is actually one of the most beautiful names Telling number 24. I'm giving you guys some homework. Look at it. It says... Who's gonna be the person that deserves to come into God's temple and to deserve the next world? It says in Tailym 24, Neki kapayn Somebody that has clean hands has this attribute of Nekiut and levav. It says, Va'amnam vadai kasha. He says this is getting to more sophisticated and the higher echelons of the ladder it's kind of like i, I want to say it like this you can't say college is harder than high school it's a whole different level that's the same thing here nekiyut Nik- is going to a, a, a level that is very very high because you're digging very deep to uproot any desire for the sin you understand He says, because we're always looking for more hetar. You know what that means? Yeah. Looking for excuses. We know deep down in our conscience lashanara but, 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 right? All these different buts. And we want to trick ourselves, but we don't know that to thyself you need to be true, you know? It's fascinating, actually, how sharp... And crystal clear our deep, deepest echelons and thing of our consciences. How it knows what's right and what's wrong, you know? It's true, it's true we try to throw this mud, the mud of sin upon it. So he says, You should know that if you're able to get to this high level of, uh, of Nekiut, you have reached a very, very high and lofty level. You went through a difficult war and you were able to prevail and come out triumphant. Now he wants to go deeper. we chapter 11. He says, wow he says that you can how many posi- how many commands does our torah have six hundred thirteen so it says three hundred and sixty five of them are negative Niute This is why I said it's a very complex thing. You can go and audit yourself to make sure that in every one of these 365 negative commandments, you're scot-clean. Right? There's no cracks in your spiritual structure of greatness. You know? He says, Ki He says, no, make no mistake. The satan is programmed to take you a one-way ticket to hell, 365 ways. 365 different what? Boulevards. Right? And what are those boulevards? These 365 different sins. He says, <laughs> He says, some of them, like sexuality and stealing and lusting after money, by nature, that we have flesh and blood, we're, we're kind of addicted to it, right? It's very, very difficult. And he says, <laughs> And some of them, they don't have necessarily anything to do with physical pleasure, but then the Satan says, you know... But okay, there's an exception to the rule, and you should sin, right? you really have to be a super going to overdrive and put a lot of effort to not only be scot free, crystal clear free. You know how they say uh, we don't want ninety nine percent purity. Like in chemistry you learn. But we want 24 carat. Right? Night 18. We want 24 carat gold. Our soul to be totally clean of this spiritual poison of the Satan. Right? And he says, So he says, there's a fascinating Gemara in the end of Makot that says like a uh, sti- Tricking people in business and stealing from them and sexual sin. A person really, really desires and wants them deeply. So the Gemara actually says a crazy thing there. The Gemara says every second you don't sin, it's like you're doing a mitzvah. Can you imagine? Because the, the body really, really... So he says, ro'im <laughs> So now he wants to explain this in the What does it mean exactly? He says, you know, the fact of the matter is, most people are not going to be highway robbers, right? Like, most people are not going to go stick their hand into your backpack and take your iPhone or your wallet. But he says a lot of them taste the taste of stealing in their, you know, in their. um, Unfortunately, when they when they do business, you know that, and that that's that's very sad. So so he says, what does that mean? He he brings different cases. Of how they may not be highway robbers or, or stick their hand in their friend's pot and take out their money out of their pen, friend's pocket. But he says, <laughs> He says sometimes things that I saw when I was a salesman of carpets and flooring, like you could say, you know, it's great to carpet. It's reject carpet or padding. Nobody sees it. The padding, you know, there's carpet. People don't really have carpet that much more. It's more uh laminate now. But there used to be a time almost every single American house, the whole house was what? Carpet. So there's two types of padding you put to make a thing. You could put second grade or third grade rejected padding. Or you could give the customer first. Or, or just, you know, a lot of times... There's, there's people, unfortunately, I know this firsthand. They, um you know, when, when the, before, way, way, this is 10, 15 years ago, when the iPads, you say, you, you sell, you sell, uh, people, fake iPads, and people are thinking they're buying what? You're saying, okay, it's a similar manufacturer, but, you know, it's all these buts. You, 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 this type of stuff you know do you, you know that for a fact guys that on Amazon and eBay there's literally hundreds of thousands of transactions of Nike Air and like Jordan stuff that people sell that's really fake and it's not now that's halakhically not allowed you know that if you profess that you're selling me your a Rolex watch and it's a fake right so that's a perfect example of what he's saying right. What, 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 in, in the business world, in the retail world, and even in the online world, right? A lot of this type of stuff could happen. Or let's take even a doctor. A doctor could know that, like, a certain amount of his uh, things really are, are fake, are pseudo-medicine, his pills. Like, what are the DOs called? That's like another other type of... uh Doctor of Osteopathy. Osteopathy. Yeah, Osteopathy. Osteopathy. Yeah. So they sell you thousands of dollars to their patients a year. Sometimes even ten thousands of dollars of supplements and they really know deep down there's no, you know. A lot of, this comes every day up in business. Where you know it's shady, it's really, you wouldn't sell it to your brother that way, but to make money, you know. You'll sell counterfeit stuff. You'll sell stuff that you really know doesn't, not gonna help your patient, you know? But there's just so much profit to be made. You know, money blind, you should know that. It's, it's very sad that, um, money always has the tendency to corrupt people and blind them and, um, he says, "Ulam d'inyan harben He says, first of all, in the Torah, it says dozens upon there dozens of, of these negative commandments that has to do with stealing. You know that." It says, "Lo lo lo tignovu, lo ish Here, here's another example where you hire a contractor. This is also cases that people come to me as a rabbi. They're not happy with the way the contractor did the project. So they just pay him half. Now who said, did you take him to bed Right? That's a type of stealing. So to think that these stuff don't come up, it comes up every day. Or you don't pay your worker on time. You know one of the 630 commandments is that you have to pay him within 12 hours of his work is finished. So let's say you pay him once a month or twice by week. By, month, by weekly you need to pay him on time. When you don't, it's a type of stealing. Or borrowing without permission. Remember, we had that whole halacha with tefillin last week. That so it says. Or, or here's another thing. You're not. Here's another perfect example that can even a, a person that owns a religious, a, a Jewish store could do. There's a lot of shites. there's, there's people that that. Actually, a rabbi in the city that's a good friend of mine said that he had a friend that, that, that his father was in this business. And was, they sell fake tefillin to people in Israel. I'm telling you, I told you, a lot of people are wearing costumes. Yeah, because what happens is, and then I asked him, why did your friend, your dad... The guy was a religious guy that was doing this. He said, well, a lot of people that buy it are Christian. They're buying it as a, in the Arab shuk. But I said, still why you do he's cuz what he did it was photocopy so all these ideas of not paying people on time you have you have a fight with the guy and then you become the judge and jury and just pay him half not paying people not paying the full payment yeah. selling counterfeit stuff delaying the payment which is also forbidden or another case is let's say this Tefillin that you sell the guy, there's two types, by the way. There's dakot and gasot. You know, the dakot are made out of very cheap leather. The other one is made out of very, very heavy-duty leather. They press together very, very thick pieces of leather, and that it's made to last a lifetime. The dakot, after 10, 15 years, it falls apart. But let's say the guy is like a Baal or or a non-religious Jew. You charge him the price... I literally saw this oh, 2 weeks ago. A very nice talit should cost between 120. I saw it in a Jewish gift shop that's catered to non-religious people. They were selling it for 300 bucks. Now, technically, they could say, "Listen, it was on Pico. There's a lot of, you know, People that are always buying new talits and know the business, you know, they know it's between 100 and 150 bucks. Why are you charging 300 bucks? Right? Well, here's another thing. In this case that we're dealing here in our own synagogue. If you know that your friend, let's say you work for your friend for 20 years in his pizza shop, then you go right across the street and you make another kosher pizza shop and then you undercut your friend and charge half to steal all his you basically cause the other guy to go what out of business out of business when it comes to money people are very you know brothers they become the biggest of enemies over money so to to say that with the misilat sharim is with, the, with I, I just tell you it's uh a lot of times we think that Chachamim uh, are exaggerating God forbid But Sometimes it takes you 50 years to realize How true the words of the Pirkei Avot And the, the Talmud is and A lot of times you don't appreciate it until you get stung adam umed al Torah Right Or here's another case I'll give you Somebody in Bet-Din This case happened to me they tell him, listen, you have no claim. And then he, he throws away what the Beddin says, even though he went there 27 times, and then he goes, takes away the building from the guy. That, it, in Shamayim, it's not your building, you stole it. Who cares what the fake American Libertard laws say, that are... So when it comes to money and undercutting people and counterfeiting people and not paying them full, right? There's a strong urge to try to squeeze people. You know? It says, So he says, it always, in trade, this this type of shady stuff always comes off. And Naki is a person that says, I don't want 1%. Just today, two hours ago, me and Rabbi Eli had this problem regarding... A business transaction. So, a lot of times you could take advantage of people in business. Now, what's the golden rule? It says, love your neighbor as yourself. That's, that's the test for your conscience. Would you like somebody to screw you over that way? If not, then don't do it to anybody else. You know? It's a very simple litmus test, right? And he says, It's not like they're going to go put you that you're the mafia for doing this stuff. A lot of times the guy doesn't even know, but you know in your heart that you're taking advantage, right? It says, even if it's um, through cause and effect, it's not, you're, even if indirectly you're causing him harm, why do that? You know? A lot of times people are so selfish and narcissistic, they're they're like a tractor trailer. They're like a bulldozer. Anybody in their way, they just run over. Right? And they they have no regard for other people's livelihood. Ah, if I open this pizza shop, I open this other synagogue, and uh, cause another synagogue to close down, where's your conscience, you know? But people are so, you know what I mean? So it says... So it says a very interesting thing. It says in Talmud in Sanhedrin, listen to this, this is very interesting. It says, there there's a, there says, you should not violate your wife's, your friend's wife. Which means don't sleep with married women. But actually the Gemara says, okay, Baruch Hashem, we hope that 99.9% of Jews won't go to such an evil and sinister thing, destroying a family. Even though even that happens once in a million, unfortunately. But the Gemara says a practical meaning of that is a person's livelihood is like his wife. So why go? You can't make your business two blocks away. You go and make it right next door. And you know, since you were working for him, all his... That's why a lot of business now have non-competitive. If they... Higher, like, highway managers, they, they get it like it's a legal document that it's not competitive agreement. That if you work, you have to work for another company. Because it's sad. People say, you know, the hand that fed them for 10, 5, 10 years, they go and they do the same thing and they do it right next door. So many people told me in downtown. And that's not right. I mean, we can't live our lives like a bulldozer. Like, it's only, it's only about me. And if anybody gets, Smashed in the middle. Through my bold, do- those do- are lifestyle. Who cares? That's wrong. So a Naki, and actually that's that's something very important for our generation because we live in a generation, no generation of millennials, of young people have been so narcissistic, and you know it kind of shows that. Uh, especially, there's so many, so many different, you know. Lawsuits, if you look. You get so much jury duty. And it's sad because people are not following the most golden rule of the Torahs. Love your neighbor as yourself. So, same way you don't want people to take advantage of you in business. You should not take advantage of others. Amen. 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 Rabbi, how are you supposed to run a business? Now let's say I get 100 carpets, 50 a pop. And I sell each of those carpets for 300. Ooh, yes, I record nature.